you're in your homes, if you want to just reach over and clasp the hand of your spouse or child that's nearby, let's just unite our faith together this morning where we are. Heavenly Father, this morning we come before you. We come unto your throne of mercy and grace. And we believe, Lord, that there's an access that we have this morning by the blood of Jesus. And everything we have need of today, O oh Lord, is found in you. Lord, you look across this world, a world that is dying, a world that is in groaning and in travail. And Lord, you see how even we are affected at times. But Father, this morning as we come, we come as your children. We come as the blood-bought of Jesus Christ. And Father, everything that you have ever done and paid for at Calvary, Lord, everything was given us by virtue of that sacrifice this morning. And therefore, Lord, we come as children to take the bread that you have given us. Lord, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would go to every home. Lord, we ask, O oh Lord, go to the physical part where healing is needed. Lord, go also to the spiritual part where a mind may be clouded and, and where there may be fightings within and fightings without and great battles. And Lord, maybe where Satan has brought unbelief. Lord, may you dispel that this morning. May you bring a clarity of mind again this morning. Father, we are your children. We're under a token this morning, this morning, Father. Lord, as there's a death angel in the land, but there's also a token in the land. And Father, we stand under that this morning. I pray you'd remember our sister Helen Edgar. Lord, she's penned in this request. We ask that you would touch her, O oh Lord. Raise her face. May she know, Lord, that it's been paid for. And may you, O oh Lord, just intercede on her behalf. Lord, we ask you also for our brother Thomas, who is making plans to travel. Lord, would you go before him? Would you also remember his family? Lord, and there's a multitude of other requests. Lord, I pray that you'd not leave one out. And now while we're here, Lord, we ask, minister to us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. One more song, if you don't mind. Lord, feed your children. <clears throat> feed your children as we stand here willing to feed from the table. 
Thank you to the musicians. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Michael. Thank you, Sister Julia, for the special. God bless you. Sister Alicia, thank you for the duet. It was really nicely done. Your, your partner was a real a good accompaniment there, but appreciate the song. God bless you all this morning. God is good all the time. In everything, give him thanks. I shared a little uh, thing that I'd come across this, this week, if I can remember how it was said, and, and the sign read today, the blessings that are your way today, it's something in this line, the blessings that are yours today that you're living on are the results of your thanksgiving yesterday. If, if that's what we would live by, what are we thanking God for today? We can, thank, we can just bemoan and say, why am I here? But what have we got to thank Him for? We got much to thank him for this morning. So start to count your blessings. <laughs> Let's turn this morning to the book of Psalms, Psalms chapter 103. God bless the brethren that are wherever you are. Brother Max, thank you for coming this morning. I asked him to come and be support, and I, I thank him for that. Thank you all that are here. Psalms chapter 103. Let's start reading from verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. Who healeth all thy diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. We'll stop reading there. We'll go over to Psalms chapter 107. And... We'll read from verse 19. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. God bless his word. You may have your seats this morning. As I said, I, I had some thoughts and... Um, but I've laid those aside this morning. I felt if your mind is clouded, you're in the middle of something, I, I, I want to be able to be a help this morning. And I want to be faithful. I, I, I believe that we all bear one another's burdens. And we're here to support you. If you're sick this morning, we're on your side. And we want to speak something that will be a blessing to you this morning. Perhaps the result of the things that have come have pushed me. I had a little subject I, I wanted to address at some point on, on healing, and uh, it kind of pushed me, so maybe I'm, I'm on this a little quicker, maybe I didn't have a little as much time to prepare, but I want to speak this morning on He sent His Word and healed them. And I, I want to take this, and, and if I can just say this, you know, what we hear in the world uh, so much 
is so contrary to faith. You listen to the news, the, the government will come out, and they'll say there's, for the last year and a half, all we've heard, there are so many cases of this. So many people have died from this. It's funny that they never say, there's so many people that have never contracted this. There's so many people that have done fine and are gone through this. There's so many people that have recovered from this, but that's never mentioned. But I think we ought to mention that. And I think we ought to thank God for it. Amen. So I want to read one more scripture. We're going to go to the Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16 in verse 15. Now, this was written by Jesus. And Jesus knew that this, the words that he spoke, they would go through a Gentile age. They would carry right through a tribulation the word that he spoke was going to be good, and it would stand the test of time. No matter what the conditions were, this word was going to help them, help us. So I would say, no matter where we're at today, this word still holds true. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. And he said unto them, Go, in, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that, is, that believeth is baptized, and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Now, that's number one. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. We're under a commission this morning. Has the enemy come into your home? You have a right to cast him out. You don't need to sit with him. Don't coexist with him. Cast him out. And I would say, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So as the word is ministered this morning, and you begin to look at God's promises, why we are here, what he has asked us to do, and know that all of heaven is behind these promises. The devil has no right. You say, well, I did wrong. That's what the blood is for. That's what forgiveness is for. And the minute you're forgiven, you have been brought back into fellowship with God, and you have access to every promise of God. So he says this, In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Now I'll say, I'm going to ask a question. Is that word still in effect this morning? It was in effect 2,000 years ago. I would say it's still in effect this morning. The scripture would also say, in, in verse 20, and they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. The Lord is still working. He's still with his people. He's still confirming his word. Ask Brother Larry Halverson how that is. He's still confirming his word. Ask Sister Helen how that is. He's still confirming his word. 
You know, the devil will always point you to the ship that sunk. He'll never point you to the ship that made it to the other shore. He'll always say, well, so-and-so had this, and you got the same symptoms, and then we start thinking like he wants us to think. But I'll say this morning, cast that out. That's got nothing to do with it. So this morning, I'm going to just take my time and go into this a little bit. I trust you're with me. I trust this is a benefit to you. My heart is, is, is for you all this morning. I want to speak a little bit on, on, first of all, the conditions that are around us, because as I said earlier, much of what we hear and see is what we govern ourselves by. I'm, I'm no different. I, 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 I get sick, and the first thing I ask myself is, oh, could it be this? Could it be that? You know, is it this? And, you know, as you get older, you get a few more aches and pains. But I'll say this, those things are bound to come our way. We can't stop that. But we can stop them from taking root in us. And as it was said, you can't stop the bird from flying over your head, but you can surely stop him from building a nest. You can't stop these thoughts, but you can stop meditating on them, thinking on them, and rather looking at God's thoughts. Because that's what's got life in it. Life in a time of death. Now, Brother Bannon makes this statement. Let me, let me just give you an extreme one way, first of all. We are living in a time of a great groaning. Now, in, in the adoption series, Brother Bram says, you think cancer is something. The Bible said there's coming a time when men will rot in their flesh. The buzzards will eat the carcasses before they even die. Cancer is a toothache to what's coming. Now, that surely doesn't paint a very good picture. There's other places where Brother Branham would... I've been just looking at some of the prayers of Brother Branham as he closes the services. And you catch a picture of where he's been at. And then you hear him and say, Lord, don't let your people do this. Don't let my children go into this. Lord, if there's somebody here this morning that has a need of you, Lord, don't let them go this way. Oh, Lord, heal them this morning. I say, that was the heart of a servant. And when I hear him talking that way, and, and then I hear him say, oh, Lord, when I see the things that are coming, I say, oh, God, hide us in the rock of ages. Hide us under your provision. I'll say this, we need to be hid in him this morning. So he makes a statement, the diseases that are coming and the things that are there. But then he also says this, remember what a horrible thing it was to touch those that had the seal of God. That's what we're striving for, to get in and be positionally placed into the kingdom before these horrible plagues strike. Oh, how good, the dispensation of time the fullness of time, the inheritance. The Lord willing, I'm going to come to this. I, I really wanted to speak on uh, bride time, seed time, but I, I'll, I'll come to that yet. But I, I felt this was really the will of God this morning, and I'm going to follow through with what He's laid on my heart right now. Now, if, if we take, you know, we're believers, we're in this world, and as I said, we're not of this world, but yet we are, the world is all around us. We're bombarded and and we, we live by a different set of principles. 
Um, I, I, I can't imagine what it would be like for people that live in the world and to hear a report of cancer, to hear a report of COVID and to be fearful of it at the same time. And, 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 and to think my only reason, my only place, my only avenue to go to is a hospital or a doctor. And, and, and rich men will pay big prices for those things. And that's all that they've got. And, and, and to hear that they don't have a heavenly father. They don't have the resource that you and I have this morning. But we have a heavenly father this morning. We have a God that is on our side this morning. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. We don't have to live by the principles of this world, by the fears of this world. You know, I've, I've, I've observed one thing here, if not other things, but I've watched the, what the world calls a pandemic or a plague, and I've watched there is a physical part to this. And, and I would say it does affect certain people very seriously. And I, I've watched that, and yet there's others that, that it, it hardly affects. There's some maybe more. And, and yet it's all part of there. There's a physical part to all of this. And it's very real. You know, Brother Branham would say, you know, he had the great healing campaigns. And, and really, the, the scripture says in Malachi chapter 4, verse 2, he shall arise with healing in his wings. That was God. God making himself known with healing in his wings. That was part of the first pull of Jesus' ministry. He went out and healed them. He had compassion on them. And, and, it, and it brought the people to him. And, and it, it got the attention. The needy that had healing, they came to God. And, and yet, that was not everything. And so Brother Branham would say, you can't major on a minor. He says, healing is a minor. It's to lead us to something else. But I'll say this, if you're sick, healing can be pretty major. And so this morning, we're going we're gonna to deal it as part of the whole. Because in the atonement, everything was covered. Now, so, so there is a physical side to this, but there's also a mental side to this. There's, there's a spiritual battle that goes on with this. And I, I watched, you know, and I watch a whole world that is now, you see all the things that are happening and, and the world has got their antidote and their science and it tells us you got to get this vaccine or you got to do this and that'll cure it. Actually, Brother Bannon would say a vaccine can sometimes help one person but not another. So there is no cure. Just because you get the shot, it doesn't mean you're protected. Don't let that be your final place. I'm not, I'm not preaching against the vaccine. I'm saying don't let that be your faith. In a, in a medical thing, yes, that God is in medicine. God is in those things. But don't just say, well, just because I got it, and then make everybody else do the same thing. This is a faith walk. Our trust is in the atonement, Jesus Christ. Now, I, I, I watch that. I watch the, the, the physical, the mental battle that people are going through. There is a fear that people are governed by. 
And I say, we can fall under that, but God does not want you to live your walk based on fear. Well, I'll just retreat behind this rock. I won't come out until it's all over. God never intended you to live like that. God never intended you to, 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 to be just, just withdrawn. No, we, we still have to keep moving forward. We still are sons and daughters of the king. We're under a commission. We've got to move forward. Now, I watch all of these things going on, and I, I guess thirdly I would say all of this is leading the world. It's conditioning them. It's, it, there's an agenda behind all of this that's politicized. And, and I watch the acceptance of a general populace, and, and I watch uh, how they say, yeah, you, you've got to have this vaccine card, or, you know, under the Geneva Convention, you're actually not permitted for human rights to forcefully vaccinate people against their will. And so they, they can't do that. However, they make it very difficult because they start to take privileges away from you. They start to take this away from you. They, and, and the world becomes conditioned and all of a sudden the blame goes on those that are not towing the political line. Yeah. I say this, there's a pressure coming on us. Yeah. And it's building around us now. We're watching that happen. So these are agendas that are in place. Now, that's not really the focus of our message this morning, but I will say there are plagues in the world just like it was with Israel when they were in Goshen and Egypt was under plagues. It, it, it was all fine for a period of time. Under Goshen they were protected, but there came one final plague. And under the final plague, it was not separated ge by geography. It was now falling on the world, and that plague, when it came, there was only one antidote. And the antidote was the token on your home. And I'll say that that is the antidote we have to be under now. If there's ever a time, you need the token. If there's ever a time to kick the trash out. If there's ever a time to watch what you're looking at and, and start to make changes, now is the time. Get serious with God. Do not allow things to come in. Do not allow the enemy a place. And I'll say this, you make your home a fortress, God will stand behind that home. And I'll say this, he is on your side. Now, let's, let's get into the thought. I want to speak a little bit and take some time, first of all, with the atonement. So I'm going to just try and approach this somewhat systematically. Romans chapter 5 in verse 12 would say this. If you put that up, Brother Ethan. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death was passed on upon all men, for all have sinned. So in the original, in the Garden of Eden, Adam was not subject to viruses. He was not subject to sickness, because 
he, was, he had a built-in immunity, which was the life of God. I, I'm not saying they weren't there. I, 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 can't, I can't even, I've thought on these things. I can't find justification for them. I, I believe they, they were there. But there was a serpent there, and a serpent became a tool for the devil. And when he penetrated the bubble that Adam and Eve lived in, and he, and, he, and he penetrated that. It opened the door. It became, first of all, sin. And after that, sin became sickness and death. Now, sickness is a prelude to death. And, and so, death is the result of sin. And there's sin in, 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 in the world, and therefore there's sickness in the world. And I say this, are, are we immune? No, we're not immune. It, because we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity, so, but we're coming under the atonement back to life. So the, it's, the Scripture says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for all men have sinned. But I'll say this, also by one man came life, and that one man is Jesus Christ. As by one man sickness came in, by one man we have a way back. And he is that way back. Now, now let's, let's just go a little further. I want to, to read this a little bit. And I, I, I've, I've taken... Brother Branham, uh, when he was young in the ministry, and the Lord spoke to him, and he told him, go sit under that old oak tree. And the old oak tree that he was referring to was Brother F.F. F. Bosworth. And F.F. F. Bosworth was, was a real godly man, a, 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 a saint. But he was a man who spent much time uh, in prayer, a man who spent much time uh, in prayer for others, and had tremendous results of healing. So when God said he would arise with healing in his wings, it wasn't just Brother Branham. It was God doing something in the earth to bring our attention to a message. But Brother F.F. Brother F. Bosworth, and uh, I've gone back. There, there's a, a book Brother Bosworth had written. If you ever want to read it, I would say it can be valuable. And it's the message. The book is called Christ the healer. And the principles on this are biblical principles. And you can take, you can order this book from Amazon. You can download it. There's a free PDF you can download. You can watch it on your tablet. Or you can look at it on your smartphone. And I would say, if you're sick, absorb yourself in material like this. The promises of God. Because as you read it, you begin to realize the devil is lying to me. You begin to realize I am not a beggar that has to come to God and say, please heal me, O Lord. No, it's our right. It's the children's bread. It's, it's what God has purchased for us. And I think we need to change our thinking on the matter. I don't have to live with these things. I don't have to be under bondage. It's not God's will for me to be sick. 
And you know, the devil will come. He's punishing you because of what you did back there. No, that's not God. He is our healer. He would, above all, that you prosper and be in good health. That's the attitude of God. Now, let's, let's take maybe a little bit of a backdrop. And I want to say this. Uh, first of all, healing naturally exists in your body, physically speaking. Your body has, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your body has been designed in such a way that there are cells and there are, there are built-in elements within a body that will naturally bring healing. That's why the people of the world, they can be healed. They can, they, you know, they'll go to a doctor, the doctor assists, he guides them into the process, your body needs this, your body needs that. These elements are in the body. And I would say, but sometimes when the body itself doesn't have it, or the doctors don't have the answer, or, or you know, because the, the, the level of, of sin and consequently the level of sickness is rising above what the body can even itself heal itself from. But we have an access. There is a God who is greater than all of these things. Now, I'm, I want to pick up some some uh, New Testament types, because I, I want to first take a look at the atonement. I want to look at the attitude of God towards these things. And God has never changed His attitude. So are you good with this this morning? I, I, I thank you for all your amens here. I, I know you're participating out there, and, and I just pray, let's just enter in this morning. I'll, I'll try and go quickly through some of these things, but I also want to spend the time and lay in, you know... How can we expect a harvest for healing if we don't first plant some seeds? We need to plant some seeds. So I'm going to plant a few seeds first. I want to be able to do that and say, Lord, this is your word. I'm planting it, Lord. I'm putting it out there. You sent your word and you healed us. Lord, send your word this morning. Feed your children this morning. It's not in Brother Ed. I'm just, I'm just the messenger this morning. But it's him this morning. So let's go to Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. And I want to just look at, look at the attitude of God and, on some aspects of this. So the first, under the first covenant, we know man fell. So God made a new covenant, and it was a grace covenant. And in Genesis chapter 12, he, uh, his covenant with Abraham started, and that was the justification of Abraham. Genesis 15 truly was the sanctification of Abraham. Genesis 17 was the circumcision. So these are all aspects of Abraham's life. So Genesis 15, let's go to verse 7. God now speaks to, to Abraham. He says, I am the Lord that brought thee out of the Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said, Take me a heifer of three years old, a she-goat of three years old, a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. And he took unto him all of these, and he divided them in their midst, and he laid each piece one against another, 
but the birds he divided not. Now, now, everything has a purpose. Everything has a type. Now, I'll, I'll read what Brother Branham comments on this. He said, did you notice he did not cut the pigeon or the turtle dove? He never divided that. He did it to the animal sacrifice, but he didn't do it to the birds. Why? Because God never changes his covenant upon divine healing. That was divine healing, the turtle dove or young pigeon. Now, he brings the type, which is also in the Bible. He says, he says you remember, they pulled the head off of one bird and let the blood drip upon the mate, and the mate turned loose, and he went around flopping his wings, crying, holy, holy unto the Lord. That's a cleansing of leprosy, what he did for cleansing. That's a very type of our mate Christ being killed, his blood is upon us, and the mate is crying, holy, holy, holy. So he also goes on to say, now, the turtle dove and the pigeon represented healing. Now, that was the cleansing of leprosy and healing. You say healing wasn't included in the New Testament. Well, if the old, you, you say that, he says, well, if the old atonement had healing in it, isn't this a better one? Now, he He's typing what God is doing here. And he says this now. He, he took those birds. He did not divide them. Healing is always by faith in the shed blood. And the old covenant had divine healing. How much more has the new covenant got it? It's a better covenant speaking better things. Now, if you notice this, now go to verse 11. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham, and lo, a horror of great darkness came upon him. He actually, I feel, he experienced what death was. But up until time, he was, he was beating those birds off. And Brother Branham would say, so, the bird, so he was beating the fowls that would come upon these carcasses. So these, there was a bird that represented healing, but there was other birds that came down at that time. So you say, well, I'm a Christian. I, I shouldn't have to go through it. There's a devil in the land who is trying to take you, but he's wrong. We have a right to come to him by the blood of Jesus and say, so far and no more. I am a product of the, of the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, it's not going to be without battle. Just because we say we're a Christian, don't expect the devil to say, well, I, I, I'll have to leave them alone. Yeah, he's got to hear, but the answer has to come from within. The faith has to come from within. Now, let's just drop down. Well, let me read what Brother Ben says. The real horror of darkness that came upon Abraham represented death in all human beings. Every man has to die. The sleep came upon him, a real horror of blackness, then a furnace of fire, and a little burning light went between the, co went the covenant between the sacrifices and divided it. Now let's just drop down to verse 17 here. And it came to pass 
that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp passed through between those pieces. That was the pillar of fire. So Brother Adam would say, that little burning light went between the covenant, between the sacrifices, divided it, saying it means that every human has to die, deserves to go to hell. There's a darkness, there's an outer darkness, but a light came between dividing those sacrifices, the covenant, he says. Now he says this, verse 18, in the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. Now Abraham is recognizing, what he's seeing is saying, I didn't deserve this. It's the grace of God that's given it to me. But God has made the covenant. Remember, he was under a grace covenant. Now, you, you may have inherited by virtue of your genetics, your family birth, you may have inherited genetic defects. They may be in your spirit, in your, in your physical being, and you're always fighting something. But I say this, that's under your natural birth. Under your new birth, you have access. Whatever your faith leads you to believe. You, you don't have to stay under your natural birth. You do not have to stay under what science tells you. Nobody recovers from this disease. Or, and I'm not just talking COVID. We, we had a sister in our church many years ago. Um, you may not have remembered, but her name was Beth Dingwall. And if you remember, this, she, she had, was a little girl, eight years old, was diagnosed with leukemia. A rarest form of leukemia that nobody has ever recovered from. And a church went to prayer. And when the church went to prayer, she was given two weeks to live. A year later, she was still living. And she was actually in, the, the cancer was in remission. She was going through, and we were all rejoicing. And then the enemy came back again. And again, she went through a battle. And if you've ever had a chance, you can listen to the testimony of Sister Beth. You can, you, there's a video out on it. I believe the, the Cloverdale website has it on there. But if you ever listen to it, she says she was in a, uh, on her bed, and she remembers she was packed in ice. They were doing a complete transfusion. It was dark, and she says she remembers like a light came into that place. And she said, from that moment on, it was all different. That's the God that we serve. That's the God of Abraham. That's the God of Abraham's seed. That's the God that stands for his children today. Now, the covenant. That's God's covenant. You don't have to go by what history tells you. You don't even have to go by... Sometimes we accept in our mind, I, I've gone through everything. I don't know what else I can do. And we just accept it. But I say this, God doesn't accept that. And we don't have to either. So let's, let's just say this morning, only believe all things are possible. Whatever you have, whatever you're suffering from, it's not God's will. And I'm saying, we don't always know the answer. We had a testimony in our church just a couple weeks ago of a young brother, Brother Justice, who had suffered 
His parents taking him to many doctors, many solutions, not even knowing. But God knows the answer. God knows the solution. And I think we need to, we need to focus on that part of it. Now, let's turn over to... Listen, I'm going to jump ahead to Exodus chapter 12. Ethan, can you rather take me there than the other scripture I had? Let's go to Exodus chapter 12. Trust you're all good with this this morning. Exodus chapter 12. I I touched on this briefly. I'm not going to go into it all. Um, This is the time of the last plague. This is the time of the the, the token. It's it's now... um, uh, coming down to it, but I want to just look at what's there. And uh, let, let's just start reading from verse. So he tells them, get in your household, take a, a lamb for the household, a certain type of lamb, keep it up for 14 days. Now verse 7. And you shall take of the blood, strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses, wherewith they shall eat it. They shall eat the flesh that night, Roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter, bitter herbs shall they eat it. Now, I want you to catch this for a moment. So here's a lamb. It's slain. The blood is divided. And what's left is the lamb. So the blood becomes the token. That's on the doorposts. That's the blood. That's for the Spirit. That's to let the death angel know, do not touch this place. But there's another part to this. Now you've got to eat the lamb. The lamb is going to give you strength for the journey. That's what we did last week when we took the communion. We were partaking of the body of Christ. The the body which represents our wellness, our well-being. It's a part of us. The bread of life. But we also partook of the wine, his blood. There's two parts to this. And he says, Eat not of it raw, nor sodden it all with water, but roast with fire his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof, and you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that that remaineth until the morning you shall burn with fire, and you shall eat it thus with your you shall eat and, and thus shall you eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, you shall eat it in, ha- in your haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Now, the very word Passover means I will pass over you. And that was when judgment was in the land. And I will say, judgment is on the land. It's not good enough to say, I'm in the message, and therefore I'm protected. My parents are believers, therefore I'm protected. I believe you're under a token as a household. Parents can attribute faith to the children. But I believe we also need to eat the lamb. We need to eat all of the lamb. Now, there's a, there's a type that's here. It wasn't pick and choose the parts of the lamb. They were told to eat every part of the lamb. Every part brings something good. Every part of the message brings something good. Every minister brings something to them. You've 
got to participate in all of it. It's the fullness of times. All of the Word has been made open to us. It's available to eat this morning. And I say this, if you're a believer and you're feeding on the Lamb and the token is over you, you have the access to everything that God has promised. That's the type. This is the reality. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. This is when Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea into the wilderness. They'd gone three days. They had no water. Verse 23. And they came to Marah. They could not, Marah being bitter, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Now I think there's a good type there for us. You're going to hit some bitter waters. There's going to be times, I'm a Christian. How can this come upon me? It's bitter waters. But I think our attitude in moments like that speaks volumes before God. We had a little incident the other night at our, our home, and uh, my wife was cooking in the kitchen. I was outside by the bonfire. We were just roasting some wieners and stuff, and all of a sudden, the cries came out, fire, fire, and ran in the house, and the oven, she'd opened up the oven, and sparks were flying out, and fire was coming out, and uh, it was like, like, how'd that happen? What happened there? And, uh, and uh, you could say, oh, great, I've got to go buy a new appliance again. Now, they don't make appliances like they used to. It's, it's like they're good for so long, and that's it. They're done. Anyway, you know, and so there could be an attitude saying, oh, just on top of all of that, I need this. But you know what? We started saying a few words, and we said, you know, this could have been when she set the timer on, and we were at church, and it could have caused a fire. And we said, thank God it didn't happen then. It could have been when my wife was alone, and, and, and she would have been consumed by something. Thank God it didn't happen then. Thank God it happened when we were all there. Thank God we could address the situation right away. And so how we approach the problem has a great uh, uh, say in the outcome. And so we began to say, thank God for that. Thank God. Every, the, uh, my, we had some company. They left. And, 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 my, and, and we went we looked at it and we found out that the element had, had just virtually exploded and shorted and caused the sparks and would have caused the fire. We pulled it out, got a part on order, don't have to buy a whole new appliance. Thank God. And it could have been worse. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole story I could say on that, but I'm not going to say it now. Listen, there's, there's, there's how we view situations has a big determination. Now, I, I'm gonna, I want to say this. God has an attitude to anything that comes. He's bigger than everything. God an attribute of, of God was to be a healer, was to be a savior. 
It takes issues for him to express his attributes. And, and nothing pleases God more that when trouble comes that we would call on him. Not complain, but rather call on him. Your attitude towards your situation will go a long ways to determining the outcome. Now listen, he says, And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. Now, the waters were going to be, though they were bitter, the waters were going to, by a tree, <laughs> by a cross, a representation of what was going to come. By that cross cast in the midst of this bitter water, it was going to be made sweet. I'll tell you what, friends, I, I never, I, I, when I first had cancer and I thought, why me? But I'll say this, the cross in the middle of all of that, I'm a better Christian today than I was back then. And whatever you're going through today, the cross in the middle of your trial, your sickness is greater than the sickness itself. The atonement. The Lord showed him a tree which when it was cast in the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made for them a statue and an ordinance and there he proved them. I really had wanted to speak on the lines of maturity where Brother Andrew was going about the seed coming to its maturity. I say this, I, I think we're coming to a place, friends, when, when things come. I, I gotta say this, Brother Greg, when I called you yesterday and talked to you a little bit, Brother Greg Wackelchuk, and you know, he, he was just sharing what him and his wife were going through and we just chatted a little bit and then I said, and then he says, you know, we've been through things before. God delivered us. He'll deliver us again. And I thought, what an attitude. God bless you, Brother Greg. Started sharing some things that they'd gone through early in their life. Sister Joan, under, under a tremendous sickness for six months, didn't even know how she'd make it. They came through it. She's still here. You know, and, and I say, the, the trial of yesterday is just for you to step on the devil further down the road. I say this, God is with us. We should not fear. We should say, take the cross before me. Take Jesus, the name of Jesus before me. And let's move forward. And he said, verse 26. If thou wilt diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And will do that which is right in his sight. And will give ear to his commandments. And keep all his statues. Now that was a proving ground, but here's the promise. There's a message Brother Ram spoke on receiving the blessing after trial, or it's under the uh, under the Jehovah Jireh series. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now the I am the healeth thee. Okay, I'm, I'm going to use this just for a moment to deviate because I, I think this is important at this point. Just as 
the original atonement that Abraham had, it represented God coming between Abraham and the death, but healing was always a part of it. Here is also the same thing. If, if you look at how God's attitude is, the atonement covers not only your salvation, but it covers everything you have need of along the way. And healing is something we have need of. So we're going to speak just, just for a moment, and I want to I take this because I, I thought it was just so good. Uh, I'm going I'm to draw this a little bit from the book, but it's, it's something we've read before. Now, Brother Bosworth, if you remember, it was in Houston, Texas, when, when Brother Branham uh, was challenged to the debate with Dr. Best, who was very much misnamed. Because anybody that would challenge a servant of God to a debate should not be named Dr. Best. He should be named Dr. Worst. But anyway, he was named Dr. Best. So he challenged to a date, and, and Brother Ram says, no, I, I won't go, Brother Bosworth, you just go down there. So Dr. Best did all of these things. Brother Bosworth just came with one question. And he said, are the seven redemptive names of Jehovah? It was the question. I may not get it quite right. But are, are those attributed to Jesus Christ? Now, I, I want you to look at this. Brother Branham also thought, I always thought God hated me, but Jesus loved me. And I came to find out the very heart of God was Jesus Christ. So do you want to see God's attitude towards salvation, towards healing? Look at how Jesus addressed it. When, when the man came to Jesus and said, Lord, I know thou can make me, a leper came to him, I know you can make you clean, me clean if thou wilt. He said, I will. That's still his attitude today. Lord, I know you can take care of me. I'll do it. I'll be glad to do it. That's still his attitude today. You look at when the, the numerous places in Matthew and the different places in the Bible, Jesus came and, and he would... He would put up, Brother Ethan, can you put up Matthew chapter 8 there for a moment? I want you just to put that up for a moment. But he, he, would, he would come and, and, the, and he was moved with compassion when he saw the multitudes and he went out and healed them. And the scripture says, Matthew chapter 8 verse 16, And when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out spirits with his word, and he healed all that were sick. I, has God changed anything? Save that next one if you don't mind. You can put that off for now. Now, let me, let me read this. Dr. Best and, and Brother Bosworth. Brother Bosworth, he refers to the seven redemptive names of Jehovah. So we know those are Jehovah Shammah, which is the Lord is there. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. Jehovah Ra, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord our banner. Jehovah Tiskendu, the Lord our righteousness. And finally, Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Where did that attribute come? It came out of the scripture we just read in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. He said, I'm the Lord that healeth thee. Now, when Jehovah ever appeared, 
He didn't divide himself. This part is good for you. This part is good for you. This part is good for you. No, it was part of the whole. When you have access to Jehovah, you have access to every expression of Jehovah. He is your peace. He is your righteousness. Nothing is excluded. Every part is yours. And Jehovah of the old is Jesus of the new. Is the God that we serve. Oh, I, I don't know. I, I, when I start hearing these things... There's no way we can lose. He's, he has poured himself out. He has made himself the sacrifice. All we have to do is take him at his word. He sent his word. He wants you to be healed. Now, I am the Lord that healeth thee. My, my, where am I going to go? I see my time is slipping. Let me, let me take this over. James chapter 5, go to verse 14. This is a New Testament portion. I want to bring these together a little bit. I'm not going to really have time to... This is, there's probably much more here than in one service, but I'm, I'm going to just take the part that I feel God's leading me today. This is a scripture that we often, so often refer to. But it's not isolated because... The types that we're reading, God moved those types and he's expressing that into this. Now he says, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. Now do you find anywhere... In all of this, a condition, if, if, if. The only condition is after this, and it says, and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. So before you allow the devil to tell you, I did wrong somewhere, I didn't do right, and therefore I deserve this sickness, because I know we get like that. We allow that little unbelief, there must have been something I did, something in my childhood. Listen, the blood is the full atonement. You do not need to allow the devil to plant that seed in you. We are the children of God. We have access to every promise of God. We do not need to let the devil take us and, and, and say, oh, you deserve that. No, I don't deserve that. He took it all. He paid it all. He poured himself out. We took some time on Sunday last week about all that he poured out. If he did all that, I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 5. He became, he became sickness for us that we should become the, he became sin for our sin that we might become the righteousness of God. I think we have no trouble seeing from Isaiah 53 and from all the scriptures, yes, he did that all. And I think we need a greater revelation of that sometimes to see how much he really loved us to pour out everything on us. But Brother Branham would say that part 
If that part's in effect, then the second part is also in effect. That if he became my sin, I also am become his righteousness. I also have access to all the blessings of God. Now, if Jehovah Rapha is one of his redemptive names, how can God abandon a part of himself? Well, it's COVID and, you know, no, God knew COVID would be here. God knew cancer would be here. God knew there'd be all kinds of diseases they can't find names for. God knew they would be here. God can never abandon a part of himself. And if we come to God on one promise, we need to be able to accept every part of it. And you have a right to come to God. You have a right to bring, Lord, this is you. And and if you need to, start, move somewhere back where your faith is. Say, Lord, it was you that called me. It was you that pulled me out of the muck. It was you that set my feet on the right path. Lord, when I was sick, you healed me back there. Lord, when this happened, you healed my child. Lord, when this happened, and now, Lord, I'm here. But, Lord, you were faithful there. You were faithful here. You're faithful there. I know you'll be faithful here. You know what you need to start doing? Is you start to just accept it. Say, Lord, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what means, but I know you're going to come on the scene. I know you're never too late. I know you're going to take care of this. I believe that this morning. I believe Jehovah Jireh is here. I believe that Jehovah Rapha is here. I believe that Jehovah Shalom is here. He poured himself out that we might be the benefactors. Does he love me? Oh, he loves us with a great love this morning. But I'm going through this. That doesn't change his love one bit. His love is never changing. We change. The enemy tries to block us, but God, he's going to make a way for us. I I want you just to stay with me for a minute here. When Brother Branham would come through discernment and he would come through different lines, the discernment never healed the person. The discernment only discerned the sickness and the sin. Now the other thing the discernment did was it let the person know that God knows Because it sure wasn't Brother Branham. You know, how did he dig that out? And all of a sudden they became, and he would say, you're aware that there's a presence here? And they recognized, God knows. Yes, he knows. And then he would would say, sometimes he'd say, now to help your faith, this is the same as that woman at the well. So God's attitude towards sin and sickness has never changed. The discernment was there to make us aware. It didn't heal us, but it took a response from within and saying, if God knows, if that's his attitude, my attitude is, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Every word, yes, Lord. 
And I think that's what we need to see this morning. As we feed on God's word, as we take God's word, as our faith muscles keep building, as you keep looking at the promises, you begin to recognize this is not God's will for me to suffer. This is God's will for me to be made well. And I know it's going to happen. And you keep thanking him. You keep praising him. You keep walking in faith. And it's going to happen. It can't stop. It's a surefire thing. The devil's already been defeated. He has no more recourse. He can't take anything. But faith has to come into action. Now, Go with me to Isaiah chapter 53. I'm not going to say this morning, this is simple. I'm going to say this morning, this is what we need. Isaiah chapter 53. Never has there been Such a picture painted of our Lord. But let's just read a couple of verses. I read this last week. I'm going to read it, part of it, just a part of it. Who hath believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Now in all of nature and creation, it's the male who is the more beautiful one. You see a mallard duck, it's the female that's the brown, nondescript bird, but it's the male that's got the plumage and the color and, and all of that. That's in nature. But he went outside of nature, he crossed the boundaries, and he says, I will take, I have a right to all this because that's what I had in heaven, but when I come down here, I need to have a purpose, and that's to bring a bride up with me. Therefore, there will be no beauty in me. I will make myself sin as nothing. Now listen to verse 3. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. We hid, as it were, our faces before him, from him. He was despised. We esteemed him not. Now, he was doing all of this seemingly, nobody seeing it. But verse 4, now the prophet is, is, is catching a picture, and he's seeing a reaction, but now he's saying, what's happening? And he says, surely he hath borne our griefs. If you're suffering this morning, not in just body, but in your mind, if you're heartbroken, if you can't see a way out, I need to tell you this morning, this applies. Surely he hath borne our griefs. In Isaiah chapter 62, when he comes, he says, I am come to heal the brokenhearted. He knows what you're going through, not just in body, but in mind. And I will say this, the plague of sickness on the earth is one thing. The plague in the mind is another. The world is absolutely going crazy. Friends, we don't have to succumb to that. You can have the power of love, uh, not of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. 
That's our right. Because he hath borne our griefs. He has carried our sorrows. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, afflicted. That was me that should have been there. Now, as much as Isaiah said, verse 4, surely this is what happened. Verse 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Now, as much as it was just him, now it's our, it's us included. Now it's not just him anymore. Now the him became all-inclusive. It's our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. That is the truth of what happened at Calvary. It was paid. The devil is a liar. He's telling you it's not done. No, it was paid. It was done. It was finished. You need to see the greatest transfer. Nowadays, you don't write, you don't pass out cash, you don't charge things. So much is done by e-transfers. I'll tell you what, the greatest transfer ever applied in the world was when one man came into this world and he says, I'll take all those sins upon me. I'll take all those sorrows upon me. I'll take everything upon me that they can have peace, that they can have, they can, they can, their iniquities will be not remembered, that their healing would be taken care of. The greatest transfer was then. I think we need to let it, the transfer is in our account. So when you send a transfer, the transfer goes out and then you get a little email that says, so-and-so has sent money. He says, click on this button. Uh, sometimes you have to have a password and you can receive it. So I'll say this, the transfer has been sent. <laughs> All you need to do this morning is receive it. Click on the password and say, yes, I receive it this morning. You know, you, I'll just give you a little trick, though. You can actually sign up for automatic deposits. No more clicks, no more nothing. You know how you do that? You die out to self. You die out to your own ideas. You die out to everything. And you say, whatever you want, Lord, I'll take it all. Whatever you want in my life, whatever you think I should have, I'm open for your deposit. I'll tell you, he is ready to deposit. Are we ready to, to, to do this for him this morning? The greatest exchange. The greatest e-transfer. <laughs> Brother Branham speaking here, he says, God's attitude. Now, I mentioned discernment. Now, the only thing for you is to stimulate the faith of the people that they might see God's willingness to heal the people. Now, as far as it comes to healing, it's your faith in God. Your pastor can anoint you at your church. You can have faith in God. It'll bring the same results. But he says, God's the healer. No man's a healer. God's the healer. 
These gifts are to show you what God's attitude towards the people. Can I just say something to you this morning? I, I felt I really had a good thought going. But why would God wake me up at 1.30, cause me to come back to this book that I had out already, because it's his desire for you this morning. I can't do it, but I can only tell you that's his desire this morning. God trying to stimulate our faith. Now, Brother Ram says, if I, being Christ to you, he'll be on your hand, what is your attitude towards it? If you turn it down or accepted it, God, you'll answer for your attitude at this meeting. It's a sacred thing. He says, now let me help you. Your attitude towards the gift will determine your healing. You know, sometimes we get it blocked up in our mind. It has to be a prayer line. It has to be something special. It has to be, brother, so-and-so, pray for me. Uh, it, or we think it's got to come this way. God has so many ways of doing healing. I, I won't have time to get in this part. God heals by medicine. I, I can bring out the quotes where Brother Bram said, if you're sick, your first duty is to go to the hospital. And he says, and then what the diagnosis is, bring it before God. <laughs> now that, That's kind of a throw in our faith. No. I'm just going to wait it out. I only believe in a spiritual miracle, healing. No, sometimes God heals by medicine. Sometimes God heals by music. Some good Christian songs. Man, I feel better already. Spirit's leaving me. Things leave. God heals by love. A little love shown somebody. Well, you're probably sick because you did something. Oh, get off of it. He says, listen, I'm with you. This morning. I, I, I know, you know, you're the one who caused all of this. Listen, I, I think we need, a, need to look at our hearts. If that's our attitude this morning, get that out of, God's not going to work in that attitude. A little love will go a long ways to bringing healing. A little compassion, a little feeling. Is that good this morning? It's good for me too. Now, my. Brother Bannon would say the right mental attitude towards any promise of God will bring it to pass. He says, We always get what we expect. If people expect anything, then they usually get what you look for. It's the mental attitude you have. Remember this and never forget it. The right mental attitude towards any promise of God will bring it to pass. The right mental attitude. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks. Brother Bannon would say, I believe in doctors, hospitals, institutions. He actually said in one place, I pray for them every day. He talked about the sock vaccine. He said, I believe God gave that. So before you all jump on and say, I'm anti-vax, 
Look at the attitude of our prophet. And before you jump in and say, well, the vax will cure me. No, it's not the vax will cure you. He actually says in the same message, he says, sometimes, he says, you take, you take a, a vaccine, it'll help one, but it won't help the other. So that isn't it either. But what attitude? We need to hear that small, still voice. I'm the Lord that healeth thee. And let him open the door for your healing. Be it through music. Be it through a miracle. Be it through medicine. Be it through whatever. But he says, medicine, doctors, they don't heal you. He says, if I cut a place in my hand, all the medicine in the world wouldn't heal that hand. If I die and they embalm me and sew that hand up and put all kinds of medicines, 50 years from today it would still be there. Medicine doesn't heal. He said, you take the life out of there, there's no healing. He said, life is the healer. The medicine assists with the healing. It brings the life to the place it ought to go. God is the life. He is the truth. He is the way. Jesus is an abundance of life. More life than what your normal life is. Now I, I need to wind my thoughts down, so just give me just a couple more minutes. Most of you don't have to rush out and get home. So is that all right this morning? We only have one service. Are you good with that this morning? Can you let me finish what God put on my heart this morning? We're living in a day of sin and sickness. There's more sickness than we've ever had. Sickness is the result of sin. Now, therefore, as sin increases, sickness increases. We've had the best doctors we've had. We got better drugs than we've ever had. We have more hospitals. We got better trained men. We got more sickness. Why is it we've got more sin? We got more people. People multiply, and sin and violence sets in. He says, and, we're, and there's all of these things. Doctor, tell us the number one killer is heart trouble. Sin is the number one killer. Now, he says, too many times people sit in the church and they die in the pew in sin because they don't want to take God's remedy. Now, you might want to take God's remedy and say, Lord, heal me. But Brother Branham asked the question, what is your motive for being healed? Is it just to, is it a source of pride? Well, I never got that disease. I never, listen, if you got it or you don't have it, don't one-up on anybody one way or the other. Just say, it's the grace of God. It's whatever he imparted to me. But whatever he imparts, the cure is there. So he says, people will sit, they'll, they'll say, I want to be healed. But they don't want to give their heart fully to God. So I, I, I could, there really is much more I could say on this, and I really believe I'm going to take more on this at a future service. But you could take Paul. Sometimes you say, well, why? Does sickness continue? Why am I dealing with this? Well, I, I'd like to answer that question in a, in a service better. But there was Paul who would say, there was, lest my heart get lifted up, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan. Now, he's talking about a demon. But God did that for a purpose. And, and, and it, I'm not saying it's God's will. I, I want to address this in a, in a different way. And I, and I don't want to get so much into it. But I say, just because I've had something for a while, that doesn't change something. God wants, the, the main thing is, God's attitude is for healing. 
God's will is for us to be done. I, never would he have poured himself out as Isaiah described. Isaiah describes, describes him and, and what he did. He said, there's some types in the Old Testament that I've not get, got to, and I, I'll pick them up. But it says, when Jesus bore our sins, he bore our sickness and our pains. He bore them away or he removed them. Now, that's a type of the two goats that were there. There was a goat sent into the wilderness, and there was a, a goat that was, was cast off, and then there was another goat. Jesus typed both of them. Okay? Now, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to pick that up on another, another point. But he entered into our sufferings, and he bore more than he deserved to bear. He not only bore them, but in his person, he endured them in order to discharge us from them. So he takes the sufferings on himself, and he doesn't do this just so that he can make us feel sorry for him, but he does this as a substitution, and he removes the sting of death. He removes the sickness. He takes it upon himself, but he does this to transfer over to us. He is the atonement. He bore our sickness on the cross. He, he bore our iniquities. He forgives us, and his healing of the sick is done with the same respect of his atonement. Let me, let me wind my thoughts with this. I said in the beginning, there are diseases coming. Brother Branham likened them. Cancer would be a toothache compared to these things. That sounds horrible. And if you lived in the world in the time of polio, it was a horrible thing. Millions died from it. But a vaccine came out. And now you don't even hear of it, polio, anymore. And Brother Bram said, I thank God for the sock vaccine. If you lived in the time of the Spanish flu, millions in the world died from it. There was no known cure. There, it, the world was under a pandemic for like two years. This was 100 years ago, 1918. That was all there. You talk about diseases, and, and we can make them fearful polio, cancer. You know, Brother Branham, the whole message was, do you fear cancer? When the angel of the Lord came and said, nothing shall stand before your prayer, not even cancer. Now that was in a time when cancer was rampant and people were fearful of it. But does Mark 16 still apply today? Did it apply in the time of the Spanish flu? Did it apply in the time of polio? Did it apply in the time of cancer? Does it apply in the time of COVID? It absolutely does. Now I, I need to, not only do we need to see God's attitude, but we need to see God's way of looking at it. Now, he says, Well, let me read this one. Do you realize that Christ can change the death to life and make you live? Do you? He says, cancer is no more to him than a toothache. Now, to the world, 
Cancer was a big thing. But to God, he looked at cancer. That's a toothache. What do you think of COVID? Oh, uh, no, God doesn't look at it that way. It's the same to him. It's nothing. He's God. And what he did when he poured out at Calvary, it, it represented everything that you and I would face. When you receive Christ, when you receive the Holy Spirit, in you at that time is everything you have need of for the journey. You have need for leadership. You have need for peace. You have need for wisdom. You have need for healing. It's all in Christ. It's all in God. It's not like he's thinking, well, this is a hard case for me. It's not a hard case for God. Now, if we can see as God sees and not limit God by our own narrow vision. Well, I've struggled with this so long. God is greater. He's looking. He's more than willing. Listen, let's have the musicians come. He is more than able to help you this morning. We sang the song earlier, but I, I would just say, as long as, let, let me read this. He says, healing is in the atonement and the continuation of his, the healing ministry is the continuation of his redeeming work. As long as we live on the earth, he is our father. He gives us the promise to do the same and the greater works. As long as we remain under the control of his spirit, he says, then God is still the healer. Now, he can't come down and heal us. He's already healed us. What I'm trying to get you to tap into this morning is his attitude through the Old Testament when Christ was on earth, right to this very day, right to this last time, it remains the same. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is still the healer today. Do you believe that this morning? Listen, I, I'm just going to wind my thoughts there. I want you to think on these things. Now, don't shut off right now. I want to have prayer in a minute. But I want you to think on these things. I want you to look, look to him. Now, you, you take a moment yourself to God. I want you, maybe we can play the healer. Can we do that? I, you know, I, I want you to look to him this, this morning. Now, even as the word was ministered this morning, it's not my word. It's his word. He sent his word and he healed them. He's sending his word to us this morning. It's not in Brother Ed. I, I need healing too. We all need healing. But it's his word. And his word is himself. And as his word went out this morning, the thoughts that the devil was putting on you, the cobwebs should be clearing. And as the cobwebs are clearing... I want you to reach out and touch him this morning. He's looking for you to respond back. Abba, Father. Lord, what you did at Calvary, you did that for me. It wasn't for somebody over there. It was for me. And this sickness that's on me today, you died back there because of where I'm at right now here today. And Lord, you said in your word, it's the Father's will for us to prosper in health. It's your will for us to be well. As our soul prospers, that our body may prosper. Can you accept that this morning? 
Could you just reach towards Him this morning? Maybe, maybe this won't all come at once. Maybe this will happen over time. A miracle can happen instantly. But healing is a process. And wherever you're at today, if there's fears, He came to take care of that. If there's doubts, He'd eradicate them. If it's something in your body, God can give a medicine, He can give a vax, He can do whatever. If, it's, if, it's, if your body isn't built for that, He has the solution. Whatever it is, He is the healer. Christ the healer. Brother Michael. For our transgression, He was bruised for our iniquity. Surely He bore all of our sorrows. Stripes we 